Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. with Wings Productions presents The Skylark Bell Skydive. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In last week's episode, we were introduced to Farfalla as a child growing up at Meadow Lane, back when it was a magical, vibrant place. In today's episode, we read Chapter 2, The Nightmare, in which we learn more about Farfalla's strange and frightening reoccurring dream. Today's podcast partner is fellow Bupod Network member, Paranormal Exposed. You may recognize the name from one of our past collaborations about haunted objects, released for Halloween of 2022. Paranormal Exposed takes a look at eerie and unexplained events from a skeptic's point of view. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to their show. Now it's time to get settled in. Grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's dive in. November 11th, 1920. It happened again. The dream. The nightmare. It's the same one every time. I close my eyes and fall asleep, and within minutes I'm underwater. At first I panic thrash around and whip my head from side to side, as if looking for someone, anyone, to help me. Then comes the peaceful feeling. It's very strange, but all of a sudden, I look up through the water and see the sun shining, its light undulating as it filters through the water. I let myself sink deeper and deeper, the water wrapping around me like the comforting embrace of a blanket. I drift all the way to the bottom, stretch out my hands, and feel the sand run through my fingers. That's when I find it. I don't know what it is, but first the tips of the fingers on my right hand brush against it. Then I manage to grasp it. I clutch it tightly and pull it to my chest, and just as I'm about to hold it up to see what it is, Everything goes dark. I don't always wake up at this point, which is the most frightening part. Often, I'm aware that I'm dreaming, but everything is complete darkness. I battle and plead with myself to open my eyes, to make sure I haven't drowned, to make sure I'm still alive and I'm still safe at Meadow Lane. But sometimes it takes what feels like an eternity. 
I fear one of these times I won't wake up at all. Fala, Fala, wake up! Paloma can feel the panic rising in her voice. It's never taken so long for Farfalla to wake from her dream, and she's never wandered this far from the house before. Thankfully, the full moon provides plenty of silvery light, and Paloma was able to see Farfalla wandering across the vast field in front of the house. They're both standing outside now, Farfalla barefoot, as a gust of wind swirls dry autumn leaves around their feet. Paloma can feel the slickness of the frost that is nipping at the grass under her boots, and she shivers, her nightgown not offering much protection against the blustery cold. Fala, please, she cries, tears threatening to spill down her cheeks. At long last, Farfala's sightless eyes come into focus. Paloma? What? Where are... She stumbles, confused and catches herself on the trunk of the tree. Farfalla immediately recognizes the deep grooves in the bark of the oak at the bottom of Meadow Lane, and instantly feels relief, her protector. As she leans her head against the tree, she swears she can hear its heartbeat. Fala, are you okay? asks Paloma, her voice shaky as her teeth chatter from the cold. I am now, thank you replies Farfalla, holding an arm out to embrace her sister. Paloma leans in and rests her head against Farfalla's shoulder. They stand in silence for a moment, before Paloma steps away and tugs on Farfalla's sleeve. We need to get inside. It's cold and you're barefoot. You're going to get sick, she says. I don't feel cold at all, replies Farfalla, a faraway look in her eye. It almost feels like there's warmth emanating from the oak tree, like it is a warm, living body. Paloma's brow furrows. Is Farfalla back in her dream state? She's on the verge of shaking her sister to get her to come to her senses, when Farfalla blinks and looks toward her. Oh, my dear, you're shivering. Let's get you inside, she says, suddenly appearing wide awake. The girls quickly walk back to the house hand in hand and sneak through the back door into the kitchen. Farfalla drops into a chair while Paloma fills the kettle and puts it on the stove. She grabs two cups and saucers from the cupboards and places a tea bag and spoonful of sugar in each. The room remains eerily quiet until a few minutes later when the silence is broken by the kettle's piercing whistle. Paloma quickly removes the kettle from the heat and pours steaming water into the cups. They wait in silence once again as the tea steeps. Then Paloma discards the tea bags and pours a splash of milk in each cup. She carries the cups to the small kitchen table, then grabs a tin of biscuits from the pantry before sitting down in the chair across from Farfalla. Was it the same dream? she asks, carefully taking a small sip of the hot tea. Farfalla nods and reaches for a biscuit. Paloma smiles. Her sister has always had a sweet tooth. Paloma waits patiently for her sister to finish a bite of her biscuit, then asks, Were you able to see the object this time? Farfalla shakes her head 
and takes a sip of tea, then looks up at her sister. I don't know why it keeps happening. It's horrible, she says, a single tear spilling down her cheek. The worst part isn't the part where I'm underwater. It's after, when everything is dark. I can't tell if I'm awake or asleep or if I... if I've died. She whispers horror in her voice. Paloma pushes the biscuit tin across the table. Frafala grabs a second biscuit and dips it in her tea. Maybe you're in some kind of in-between state. Not quite asleep, but not fully awake yet, says Paloma, trying to sound calm and reassuring. Farfalla nods and takes a few sips of her tea. You walked a lot further than the other times tonight, begins Paloma tentatively, not wanting to upset her sister any more than she already is. It's the tree, says Farfalla. There's something special about it. I swear sometimes I can hear it sing. I can feel its heartbeat. Farfalla stops herself. She hadn't meant to reveal these things to Paloma, who surely wouldn't understand. Farfalla looks up at her sister and sees Paloma's brow is furrowed in concern. It was probably just part of my dream, she adds clumsily, hoping this will end the conversation. What on earth is going on here? Their mother's voice makes them both jump. I had a bad dream and Paloma is helping me feel better, says Farfalla quickly. It's the middle of the night. You two should get back to bed. You'll be exhausted in the morning, says Mrs. Shearwater, decisively placing the cover back on the tin of biscuits before carrying it back to the pantry. Okay, Mama, says Paloma, gesturing for Farfalla to follow her. The girls get up and quickly head upstairs to their rooms. Mrs. Shearwater tidies up the teacups in the sink and checks to make sure everything is in order before heading back upstairs. Just as she's about to exit the kitchen, a small object on the floor near the back door catches her eye. She bends down to pick it up and holds it near the light of the candle to get a better look. An oak leaf. She looks at it quizzically. She cleaned the kitchen floor after dinner. How did it get in here? Suddenly, the leaf disintegrates in her hand, turning into a small pile of fine dust on the floor, which is quickly dispersed by a gust of wind that seemingly comes out of nowhere, blowing out her candle and washing the room in darkness. Mrs. Shearwater stands in stunned silence for a moment. I'm, I'm imagining things. She rationalizes. She laughs quietly at herself, shakes her head, and heads back upstairs to bed. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Chapter 3, The Dreamcatcher, in which we celebrate Farfalla's 16th birthday. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Fate and Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. If you're enjoying this story, please consider leaving a rating and a review. They're both greatly appreciated. You can also support my work by subscribing to Patreon or Coffee, where you get early access to episodes as well as MP3 downloads of the music, artwork, behind-the-scenes videos, and more. You can also find the Skylark Bell exclusive merch on my website, theskylarkbell.com. 
Just check the show notes for links to Patreon, my website, and social media accounts. I look forward to connecting with you. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.